From the truckload quoting page within TIE-TMS, you can create a new shipment to instantly display your historical lane average alongside all of the market-leading rating intelligence tools. In just a few clicks, you can adjust the quote, add your margin, select your quote response template, and email an official quote right off to the customer from the same page. Request a demo today at tie-software.com to find out how TIE-TMS can optimize your quoting process. and Tech Call. Today we are covering the world of artificial intelligence and its role that it can play in a freight brokerage and an organization. All right, today we welcome back our favorite Mitch Mitchell, CEO of TIEMS. Welcome back, Mitch. Hi, thanks for having me again. Always enjoy being with you. I am very excited about this one. This is something that we've kind of seen uh, evolve into popular culture. Uh, we're going to talk about ChatGPT, AI, and machine learning. Um, and unfortunately, we are not the country of Italy, who I think has either successfully banned or almost banned ChatGPT, um, which is very interesting for them. But, um, you know, everywhere you look, it seems to be that AI is coming for our jobs. The robots are going to take over. I mean, the other day we saw the founder of AI uh, just leave Google. And I'm sure he's, you know, off the grid somewhere in remote Montana, just, you know, living his best life. I don't know. But I guess as it relates to, um, you know, logistics and a freight brokerage, what kind of benefits are there for implementing some sort of AI and um, at like basically how can ChatGPT help you at your job at a brokerage? Yeah, I think the opportunity is, is still being unraveled, right? And we're going to see a lot of changes. But one of the things that's the most interesting about this is ChatGPT has brought AI back into the mainstream conversation. And what I mean by that is it's not just the tech people who are talking about it now. It's everybody. I have nephews who are 18 who are talking about it and using it. And um, to everyone, even my parents use it at some point now, So, uh, which is a little bit scary. But that's a whole separate whole separate conversation. But the, the point is that everybody's uh, willing to try it out and willing to take a look at, at these AI generative tools. But on the other hand, we've had a lot of this for a long time anyway. So these aren't brand new. These are mature technologies that are just being exposed to us now in a little bit different of a way. So what's going to happen next is the adoption. I think it's going to spread like wildfire, which will be really fun. I think that there's something that's different about the chat GPT that brings it back. Because you're right, every couple of years we have AI coming through it's taking over and ah robots are coming for our jobs and it seems to be kind of that every couple year cycle um but i think something that's different about it is it's making it much more approachable for someone that maybe doesn't have that huge tech background like myself i don't know how to do a lot in technology but if i can just type into a box and ask it a question like i would be asking you a question um it's just so much easier like one of my friends who love like bless her heart does not like struggles with a word document or she's just she's not very technologically savvy she was able to have it um she just asked it like hey how do i you know come up with this lesson plan for a speech kid working on n sounds and it came up with a couple good ideas she hadn't thought of and she used it as a great kind of starting point to say okay well 
it got me most of the way there and there's some great activities, but I still need to take it just a little bit further because it is something that we've seen in the news a lot is that, you know, it's not always 100% accurate. So you do need to go back and double check it to make sure that it is, you know, still factually accurate. That's absolutely right. And that's, I think, where ChatGPT really has made AI sexy again and has made it really so mainstream is exactly what you're talking about. It gives you that starting point. So you're not starting from zero. We, I think we all struggle with that as that first initial uh, getting off the ground with whatever project we're working on can take some time. And I mean, we used to just copy and paste from previous documents. I'm like, okay, I'll use this as kind of my starting point. But what if you don't have that starting point? That's where these ChatGPT or, um, and there's another one called Bard, which is Google's version of ChatGPT, which is just kind of catching up some steam right now as well. But the generative AI is super helpful to get you that first 80%. You know, and you definitely shouldn't take what you get from ChatGPT and just send it off, um, which, you know, kind of like we do, we saw the South Park episode, right? Which uh, I think is a tremendously a bad idea, but maybe a productive use of ChatGPT. If you haven't seen it, then you have to go watch it. Literally, every, like regardless of if you are a fan of South Park or not, I have loved South Park for a very long time. This was probably one of their best episodes. Uh, the, for And the actual writing credits of it, they credit ChatGPT for part of it. And the whole kind of um, thing of it is that, you know, they're using ChatGPT to text each other, to text their girlfriends and you know, keep up with it that way. And it's, I, I laughed so hard and I immediately was like, why am I not using chat to respond to text messages? Uh, I thought it was a very clever use case for it. And, uh, and one that I know would get all of us in a tremendous amount of trouble, but, uh, but so funny and such a uh, great use. So that ties right into the, don't just blindly copy and paste what, what ChatGPT says, take it and build on it. Um, and I think if you do that, you end up with a tremendous starting point that will help you produce your work faster and produce a high quality of work, but still let you contribute to the process and still take advantage of your special skill sets uh, and your specific experience, which should be the the generative AIs anyway. Exactly. And one of the things that it does really well is, like I kind of said, it's very it gets kind of generic and bland and not really amazing. I just have like the best fine details. But what it does is it gives you a great knowledge base. So for example, if, you know, if I need to know about something that I don't really have a whole lot of time to go and read like four or five different articles about, or I just need to kind of get caught up to speed on like the the 3000 feet view of it, um, I'm going to, I'm going to go type in like, hey, what is this? Give me a quick little breakdown of it with a good example. And that kind of gives me that baseline I need to know, oh, okay, this is what it is so that I know where to go to find or what to search for to find those more specific details that I can really hone in on. It's kind of a great, like we've like like we've said a bajillion times so far, it's a great starting point to just kind of, instead of just jumping in and wading through the waters, it kind of says, no, you're going to go in this way and here's an effective route to go through it. Exactly right. It's a tremendous tool for helping us out along those lines. And and I think it'll, if we use it right, it can add tremendous value to us throughout anything that we're working with. So like, for example, uh, customer service, I think is a great place to, to leverage this. And a lot of, we have a lot of tools today that help us with templated responses and so forth. 
Um, but if we use ChatGPT to help us a little bit, maybe we can also ask ChatGPT to to build, make sure it's building a little empathy into our responses. And that's something that sometimes as customer service people, we forget to do uh, because, you know, we know the answer. And and even though we know we need to show empathy to our customers, we sometimes forget a little bit, right? And we get caught up in the moment. So if we use something like this, it can help us, again, cover that first percentage and and help leverage that, that high quality customer service experience we want uh, with still having the human interaction. Yeah, it's one of those where you can even like, I've been amazed at like, I've asked it things like everyone does, they go in and play around with it. Um, I've asked it things and I've said like, make it witty, make it funny, make it serious, make it professional. And it does, like it still gets the point across, but adds a little bit of a sense of humor to it or adds whatever I'm looking for. So if I had the ability, even as a customer service representative, because for the most part, your, your customer service people are the people monitoring that like, hello at whatever company, um, they're monitoring and they're answering the same kind of questions. They're answering what are pickup times, what are delivery times, they're answering status questions, they're maybe providing a rate quote. If you can kind of automate that part where it cuts down on maybe I don't have to send 10 extra emails a day because I have a bot, not necessarily a bot, but I chat like chat GPT or anyone is already doing that for me. Um, that would be that's kind of a game changer because that frees up time in my day to then maybe double check it. And we have some machine learning um, chat bot things on people's websites. Um, but I think that this just really kind of allows that to be stronger and better because it'll free up that that time for that customer service person to then go back and monitor what that machine learning or what that bot is doing. So that way, you know, they are preventing the empathy. They are really truly satisfying customers. But just with met with able to maximize the amount of hours that they have in the day. Yeah, exactly. And what we can also do, what we're going to see happen as well for the customer service side is we've already seen, like you mentioned, some of the the bots that help us auto respond and so forth. But those are very programmed into how they respond. Um, and we have some amazing bots out here that we use every day, like Siri, Alexa, OK Google. Right? These are things that we that we see, I probably hopefully just triggered everybody's phones when we did that. <laughs> Mine just did. So, so we have these great, these great bots already that are, that are interacting with us on a daily basis. But what we can do is take those, those interactions and we using generative AI tools or chat GPT, we can also take and build it against our knowledge base or our emailing history for our customer service team and let it supplement their model based off that. So the generative AI can use historical answers and information about our specific systems to generate their answer. And that's going to give us, again, that 80%, but 80% really in context to what we do and our business. Uh, and it's going to be really fun to see as the, as the software teams start implementing some of those and tying it all together. I'm really curious, I guess this is just me kind of speculating into the future. I'm really curious how um, these a these AI tools and doing kind of what you said combined with digital freight matching and something like that. I'm very curious as to how that's going to kind of level up and really just kind of change the entire game more or less in some way. Because when you have that ability to, you know, have it learn your business and your email history and kind of 
some comment answers and then pair it with, you know, your some of that that freight matching ability. I'm very curious as to what that would look like in a couple of years. And I think what we're going to see there is a progression of technology, just like we've been seeing. Like the digital freight matching seven, eight years ago was kind of non-existent, right? We've, we were a little more traditional load board at that time. But now we've got some really smart people who've built some really amazing tools. And I think those same smart people or, or new smart people that are coming around are going to, to continue to add to it and, and continue to level up what we're doing with the freight ma- matching, um, with optimization tools, um, with tracking updates, with uh, responding to customers. And we'll see that continue to implement and increase both. But I think it will we'll continue the the path that we've already been on to bring and add more technology and it requires us to all be open-minded to to knowing that technology is changing over time and i have to be prepared to run my business a little bit differently in five years than what i did five years ago you know and as long as we're open-minded to that and as long as we're being thoughtful about how we implement our technology and and what's available to us then our business will continue to evolve and we'll see that evolution and we'll see better route optimization. We'll see better frame matching. We'll see better utilization of trucks. Uh, We'll see more efficient utilization of trucks, better sustainability. All of these things will come out of the added technology that we'll get through the AI tools. I'm really curious as to um, the, I guess, kind of, I mean, obviously AI is not coming for our jobs anytime soon. Um, but, oh, this actually reminds me of the other day I was talking to um, Gray Sharkey on SiriusXM and we were talking about how, you know, if you're a carrier right now, you should absolutely not be using a fax machine anymore. Like, I know it was it was even what, maybe like seven years ago, I was still having to fax over bill of ladings to carriers um, because they just didn't have the ability to open a PDF on their phone or, you know, have ability to do anything with it. And so I think that touches down to what you were talking about with like being a receptive to technology is, you know, it's not necessarily a, de- a detriment that this technology is coming and that it's improving things and making things easier for everyone. Um, because I think right now, if some, if I was out brokering a load and someone said, let me get to the next truck stop so I can fax you something, I would be like, no, man, I'm out. I'm out. Like <laughs> we're no. done with this. And Right. And I I, have, I think one of the interesting things that's going to come up in the future is definitely how technology and those visibility tools relate to, you know, driver privacy, because ultimately their off time is their off time. They're kind of allowed to do whatever they want. Um, and we're starting seeing some of it now, but I'm just very curious as to, you know, robots aren't quite coming for our jobs because I don't know that there will ever be a non-human component to tra- to, tra- to transportation um, but it's just, I'm just interested to see kind of what developments happen and what are those things that are going to maybe get optimized and, you know, cleaned up first. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting and and it's super fun. Being a technology guy, I've been talking about this my whole career and it, it's exactly that. Is technology going to take away my job? And it's interesting now because technology has uh, matured so much that you can't even imagine a life without toting around our phones. I mean, I don't even like when it's in the other room, right? I mean, it's got to be close to me at all times. And and I think we all feel that way, right? So, but what we've seen, the actual numbers around it is that technology hasn't taken away a job. It's actually created more jobs 
than have been displaced. But what it has done is change some of the jobs. And I think that's what we're going to see as we bring some of these AI tools in place. And the, the thing that I heard that I think really articulates this better than anything ever, uh, especially when it comes to ChatGPT, is that ChatGPT isn't going to take your job, but somebody who can use ChatGPT well will take your job. And I think that articulates it. And that articulates the whole technology landscape perfectly. Um, because imagine, like, you, like you're saying with the fax machine, you have a driver who doesn't have a smartphone. I mean, that's pretty unacceptable. Like, let's, let's just fix that. Uh, and if you want a fax, like, yeah, that's, that's really unacceptable now. Like, let's, let's step it up a little bit. So if you're not willing to do that, somebody else is. And that's kind of only going to lead to your business detriment. Also, I don't know if I could walk onto any freight broker's floor and say, hey, you have a fax machine. If anyone would actually know, A, what it looked like, B, where it was, or C, how to use it. Like, <laughs> um, one of the really interesting things that I was always taught um, when I first started in the industry was, you know, you always want to try to, this is going to sound weird, but I promise it makes sense. You always want to try to optimize yourself out of a job, if that makes sense. Like you always kind of want to like you don't want to have to hire someone in to replace you to do the exact same job when there's a way that you can optimize it or make it better. And so that's something that I did when I was when I first started was I was like, OK, well, here's where I spent all of my time. Here's how I can improve it. And whether that was just getting a system upgrade or literally just talking to the guy that managed like API or API or EDI calls or anything like that. I'm like, hey, can we change this like this? And then that takes away like four hours of my day. And he's like, yeah, no problem. And so it was one of those where I did, I did run myself out of a job a few times. But after I did that, I kept getting more opportunities and I kept getting to do that with other things, which was able to implement technology, which meant that we were able to run faster and grow faster and do other stuff like that. So I think it's always important to remember that like you kind of almost want to technology yourself out of a job, if that makes sense. Absolutely. It, it for sure does. But it's a very progressive mindset to be able to, to think that way. But if we really do kind of break it down, the jobs that you're letting technology take for you are really the jobs that nobody wants to do anyway, right? It's the, it's the data entry of, you know, entering 50 shipments or, you know, or, you know, like when you got one of those RFPs in and you had to go manually enter four or 500 shipment in your TMS. I mean, that's still a horrible process. It's not a job that anyone wants to do. And, and it's not a job that, yeah, it doesn't take advantage of, of your skill set. So let's automate that part of the job away. Let's still keep the other parts of your job. Let's keep the parts of our job that we like. Let's keep the customer interaction. Let's keep the the live communication. Let's keep the part where we're analyzing data sets. You know, let's keep all that. And and that part's a little harder for the machines to do anyway. Um, not complete, not impossible, but a little harder. <laughs> I mean, I've said it a million times. You can have all this technology, you can have all these innovations, but if you don't have someone to sit there and analyze the data and make an actionable plan on it, then you just have a lot of really fancy equipment around you. That's right. Yeah, and they doesn't do any good if you don't do something with the results. Exactly. But also, I think transportation's a long way off from ever losing that human touch or that phone call because it's just, 
it's the whole nature of the business. I think we're many, many years away from ever being able to not pick up the phone for t- throughout the entire day. For sure. And uh, I don't think there's really any compromise to it anyway, to to that relationship building. And building trust with, with people is not something you can do without having a true interaction with them. And and building trust is is a really important part of, of our jobs and logistics. Even if, I mean, if we just think about the driver, we're trusting the driver to take hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of freight from one place to another, right? Um, this is pretty important to all of us. Sure, we can insure it, but losing it and dealing with the insurance claim isn't something anyone wants to do. So there's there's trust in that. And, and having that phone call or having that interaction, it's super valuable and, and something that we should continue to have and can and continue to, to incorporate. Not to mention the negotiation part, right? We can always negotiate better uh, live or interacting direct. And, and that part's kind of fun too. That is the fun part. Those, I would say everything you just talked about is one of the, one of my favorite things about being in logistics, working as a freight broker. Um, the things that I don't like are the problems, the claims, the paperwork, hunting down signed BOLs or proofs of delivery, things that could easily be automated. That's right. That's right. And then to bring that back into the AI space, if we are using these the AI tools and even, um, even like a tool like Sonar, which I'm sure uses some machine learning in the background of it to generate its data. Still, we have some AI there. Um, I don't know for sure, but uh, but I'm, I can't imagine that it doesn't because we hide AI everywhere today. So taking a tool like that and then using that to help us negotiate, that still brings us to the same point we're at before. The, the tools are getting us to a point where we know we can negotiate with a carrier with a little more strength. We know we're, what we're talking about. We know whether or not it's a hot lane, you know, and having that information at our fingertips and having that information easy to, to, to get to makes it so that we're so much better at our jobs, it makes us so that we can produce better results with less effort uh, and, and get more wins for our day. And that makes everybody feel good. It really does. I mean, like, I think the biggest takeaway is that we can use it to just, like you said in the beginning, get us 80% of the way there and then seal it and then take it home for the last 20%. Um, speaking of taking it home for the last 20%, uh, this is a hot, fresh question for you. We already know where you stand on hot dogs and sandwiches. Um, we've heard your best dad joke. So I got, an, I got a fresh, hot question for you. All right, let's hear it. If you could have any animal as your personal assistant, what would it be? All right, so um, if... Being that we're talking about AI, can I have ChatGPT as my personal assistant? I don't I mean, think ChatGPT is considered, considered an animal. An animal. Um, that's fair. But if it was, we'll allow it. <laughs> that's fair. So if if we can qualify ChatGPT as my personal assistant, I'm taking ChatGPT for sure. But uh, but if we're going to stick with animals, I'm going to be a traditionalist. I'm going with dog um, because, you know, it's our best friend. And uh, I use the dog as my assistant today. It's very helpful. Um, he barks at the mail truck whenever they could drive by, which is super important. Um, usually when I'm on podcasts, he's he's in there chirping in the background. But on the serious side, they're great companions, right? And they, um, they're always there for you to uh, keep you up when you get get worn down or, uh, or, you know, just give you a chance to remember that things are always good. I know. I like that answer. That's a really, really good answer. 
Um, if anyone wants to, uh, you know, get pictures of your dog or uh, talk to you about ChatGPT or try their best trick at a ChatGPT generated email, uh, where can they get a hold of you? So you can reach uh, reach us at Thai Software, Thai-Software.com, T-A-I, and uh, find us on LinkedIn as well. We're all over LinkedIn and, and are close to regularly. So we'd love to hear from anybody. Uh, I would like to also, uh, if the, to the Thai team, if you get any fantastic chat GPT generated uh, LinkedIn DMs, I would like to know about them or just post them and see. Or if you send a, a chat GPT generated DM to Thai, let us know about it. I'll, uh, I will for sure be sending you a thank you message written exclusively <laughs> from ChatGPT. I'm going to do a blind. Thank you, self. I'm going to do a blind. I'm going South Park style. Just copy yes. paste. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I always appreciate it. Find Chat Call the Podcast anywhere you get your podcasts, like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Don't forget to check out all the other incredible FreightWaves podcasts, such as Point of Sale and People Speaking Rail. Don't forget to subscribe to the newsletter on FreightWaves.com slash Chuck Gall. See you on the internet. Mm-hmm.